Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Good morning. How are you today? It is great to see you. Are you good? You doing well? Aren't we blessed? Isn't it a gorgeous day? Wow, thank you, Jesus. We are loving the sunshine. Thank you, Lord. Adelaide needs the sunshine. <laughs> oh, it's great to be here today, and we're so glad that you could be here. We're expectant. God is doing good things. I'm excited this morning. I feel like I am carrying a really exciting word, and I just love what God's doing, and I love what He is releasing and what we are stepping into. We are living in exciting times. God is doing incredible things. Before I share, I just want to pray. Will you pray with me this morning? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of being yours. We thank you that you have called us, you created us, you chose us, and you love us. And we thank you, Lord, that we are able to come and gather together and dive into your presence and worship you and love you and be filled by your spirit again and again and again. And Lord, we invite you this morning to come by your spirit, to have your way in us, to fill us, to do in us all that you want to do this morning. Lord, we give you permission to have your way in our hearts and in our lives. We give you permission to have your way in this place. And we say, come. Come, Lord Jesus, and be glorified. Come and be glorified in our lives. Come and be glorified in this place. Come and be glorified in our city and in our nation, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, we've had an amazing week this week. God is doing good things. God is doing incredible things. And, and we are so excited about what we are stepping into. Uh, we have been sharing lately on Next Level. Who's heard us share about Next Level? Give me a wave. It is something that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to our hearts. And it is not a little whisper. It is a power word next level. He is not whispering this word from the quiet places. He is not sneaking open the back door to poke someone and just whisper a little next level. He is shouting this word from the mountaintop over your life, over our lives and over the body of Christ. It is next level time. And I'm excited. It's stirring in my spirit. I feel like I'm just about to burst with what God's doing. But this morning, I want to share on five keys to unlocking the next level in your life. Because this is not just for one or two crazy people. This is not just for someone across the room that you think is super spiritual or just all there. This is for you. This is for you. God is inviting you into the next level in your life and He is positioning you right now for next level breakthrough, next level blessing, next level outpouring. This is His Word over your life. Turn to your friend this morning and say, this is for you. <laughs> this is your Word. <laughs> it's your time. This is next level time. So five keys for unlocking the next level in your life. 
I felt the Holy Spirit say to me as I was spending some time with Him this week that He is moving us from the valley into victory. That where we have been in the valley places in our lives, He is shifting the season and moving us from the valley into victory. Would you turn with me to Psalms 23? And I want to read from verse 4. And it says, Even though I walk... Through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." See, he is shifting us from the dark valley season into a season of victory. And I'm here to decree to you this morning that if you've been in a valley place, get ready for the victory. Because you see, in Psalm 23, it says, even though I walk through the valley, the next verse says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now get this. He prepares that table for you while you are still in the valley facing your enemies. While you are still fighting your battle, He is preparing a table of celebration for you. He doesn't wait until we come out the other side of the valley. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. When we're walking through the dark places, when we're walking through the valley, when we're walking through the battles, when we're walking through the trials, He's already gone ahead. He's already prepared a way and he's already prepared a feasting table for you to celebrate. He's shifting us from the valley into victory. And I'm excited. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm excited. And I want to tell you that this next level releasing, that, that what he is calling you to, you know, you might think, oh, I, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know what that looks like. I'm not sure if I'm in a place. And I'm, I'm here to say good. <laughs> if you feel unqualified, Jesus says good. If you feel you're not able, he says great. If you say I can't, he says perfect because I'm going to do it in you anyway. Because if you could do it yourself, you would get the glory. But if you say, I can't, then he says, I can, and he will. And he's going to get all the glory. So amen, Jesus. We say yes and amen. So I'm going to jump straight in. The first key this morning is get up, keep going, and don't quit. If you don't quit, you win. One thing that the Lord spoke to me many, many times over my life when walking through uh, the valley season was, you are not camping here, you are not to stop, you are to keep moving. Psalm 23 says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, sometimes Jesus leads us through trials. Sometimes the Lord leads us through battles. Sometimes He allows us to go through hard things. Now, we never want to go there. And if he told us in advance, we would probably disappear and run away, just like Jonah did. (laughs) But he is committed. He is committed to his call upon your life. And he is committed to glorifying Jesus through you. And sometimes there are things in the valley that we need for the victory season. There are keys in the valley that you can only learn in the valley. And if God allowed his own son 
to go through what he did on our behalf, why do we think that he's not going to allow us to as well? But you see, it's not a mistake if you're going through a hard time. It doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. It doesn't mean he's disappointed or he's angry. It means he's preparing you for something even greater. And he is strengthening you, equipping you, and he is preparing you for something greater than you could dream or comprehend. And he is strengthening your hands for battle and your fingers for he is preparing you because he's taking us into victory. If you don't quit, you win. You see, we have a God who is absolutely brilliant at turning water to wine. Give me a wave if you've turned water to wine before. Just look at someone around. If they have, grab them, take a hold of them, don't let them go. We have a God who loves turning water into wine. And he's amazing at it. We have a God who loves turning weakness into strength. We have a God who loves to take dead things and bring them alive again. This is who he is. He loves it and he's amazing at it. (laughs) And that's what he's doing in our lives. That's what he's committed to. But you see, sometimes we quit before we get there. Sometimes we're asking him to turn our water into wine. We're asking him to turn our mess into something wonderful. We're asking him to take our brokenness and our weakness and to turn it into strength for his glory. But when things get hard and when things get dark and when we can't see and we get confused or disappointed, we can fall short and we can quit. I want to have a complete honesty moment here. Prepare yourself. This is an honesty alert. I have honestly, and there is someone on the front row who can testify to this, been through seasons where I've told the Lord that I'm quitting 10 times a day, 100 times a day. God, I'm done. God, I can't do this anymore. This is too hard. I can't handle anymore. I'm out. Pick someone else. Choose this. I, I'm in all honesty. I have been through times where I have quit a thousand times over. I might be the only one in the room because the room has gone very silent. So I must be all alone in this. (laughs) God, this is hard. This is not what I signed up for, Jesus. What is going on? What is this crazy mess that I find myself in? What are these battles and why is it still happening to me? I quit. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) But you know what? At the end of the day, when I got my rant out the way and I spilled it all out at the end of the day when I would lay in bed and close my eyes, I would say, Lord, not my will but yours be done. Not my will but yours be done. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. You see, if we don't quit, we win because we go through valley seasons, but there is victory on the other side. And there are people around you who need what you learn in your valley. There are people around you who need the victory that you gain in the valley that you're walking through. If you are going through hard things, I am celebrating right now because there are keys that you learn in your challenge that someone else is about to go through their challenge and they need what you've got. He's preparing you. He's preparing us. So point one is don't quit. If you don't quit, you win. Keep moving through the valley. Keep moving through the challenge because the victory is coming. All right, are you ready for point two? (laughs) Who's with me this morning? Give me some noise. Give me a wave. (laughs) Okay, key number two, it is time to decree what you see. It is time to decree what you see. 
We're stepping into a season where God is about to pour out something significant. And we're in a transitional season where we are shifting from the valley and we are stepping into victory. We are shifting from a battle season and we are about to shift into a season where we are going to see the supernatural outpouring of the Holy Spirit in unprecedented measures. And there are some in this room and there are some in the body of Christ who have seen mighty outpourings and revival of the Spirit. And I say, God, could there be more? We've tasted and we've seen of so much. Could there really be more? There's more. There is more. There is more. And we are shifting into that season right now. But it's not a time to sit back passively. It's not a time just to sit and wait and see. It's not a time to go, well, Lord, if you want to take me to the next level, I'm just going to wait and I'm just going to let you do whatever you want to do in me. It's a time for us to actively begin to stepping in and decreeing what he's spoken to us. What has he shown you? What has he spoken to you? What are the words that are in your heart? What is the word that he's speaking over to you over you today? It is time to decree what you see. And I'm not talking about what you see in the natural. I'm not talking about the challenges that you might be facing right now. I'm talking about the things that you see in the spirit. I'm talking about the things that the Lord reveals to you over your life. I'm talking about the things that you receive in that secret place. It's time to decree it. Because you see, seed only grows if it's planted. And it's time to get those muddy boots on and those garden clothes on and get out into the garden with a shovel and a spade and begin releasing the seed. When God gives us a seed, we're actually meant to do something with it. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I can receive something from the Lord and it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then I just hold on to the seed. But he wants us to plant the seed. He wants us to release the seed. He wants the seed to produce a harvest in your life. What are you going to reap in the next season of your life? What are you planting? What are you releasing? And there's something about the audible releasing of the Word of God. You know, I am all for quiet place, laying on the carpet, drinking in God's presence, completely in that, love that, love that. But there is a time, and this is a time right now, to be releasing the word of the Lord into the atmosphere, into the season, into the situations of your life, to be prophetically decreeing that right now. I want to read uh, Job 22 verse 28, and it says, You will also decree a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. When you release what God's given you into the atmosphere, when you begin to decree it, watch and see how things will shift. Watch and, watch and see what God will do with that seed. But it's time to take the seed and release the seed. It's time to begin to decree it over our lives and our circumstances and our situations because that tiny little seed carries power for your life and for people around you. It's time to decree what we see. Key number three is shake off the dust. It is time to shake off the things that we've been carrying so that we can step into the next season. There are some things that you actually cannot carry into a new season of life. 
I don't know about you, but when I go on holiday, I'm one of those people that I'm like, do I need this? I think I do. And do I need that? Well, look, I might need that. And do I need an extra jacket? Well, look, I've got one too, but three is even better. And shoes. Now, how many shoes might I need? Will there be a hairdryer there? And I'm not sure. Should I just pack my hairdryer too? Now, what else do I need? I need this. And I end up with all of this luggage to pack. And yes, I can see some hands waving. And then I'm sitting on my suitcase to zip it up around the edges. And then I've got everyone else sitting on it with me to squish it down. And then do you know what I realize when I get there? I use three things from my suitcase and the rest don't get touched. Because it's a holiday. Who cares when you're on holiday? You just wear the same thing every day. It's amazing. (laughs) That is me. I over-prepare, over-pack, and you know what? It's fine. I'm all good with it. It's not a problem. <laughs> but there are some things that we cannot carry from the previous season into the next season. And if you want to step into the next level of what God has for you, it's time to start looking through the suitcase and seeing what we don't need to carry any longer. Because this next season that God's preparing us for is going to come like a mighty rushing wind. And it is going to come upon your life and come upon my life and come upon this place and upon the body of Christ with power, with supernatural power. And He's preparing us to run in what He's releasing upon our lives. And I don't know about you, but running with some baggage is hard. <laughs> running with a giant suitcase slows me down. <laughs> It's why we're committed in this house to heart healing and keeping our hearts soft, keeping our heart pure before the Lord. So we might need to deal with some unforgiveness. We might need to deal with some disappointments. I have. We might have to deal with some hurts from the past. We might have to deal with our own judgments, jealousy, competition, striving. That stuff's got to die. That stuff has no place in you because it's going to choke the good things of what God is bringing into your life. He has prepared you for abundant harvest and abundant fruitfulness. That's what he created you for, to be a fruitful, abundant vine. And there are certain things that he knows choke the life out of us and choke the life out of the blessing. And it's time to nail some things to the cross, amen? It's time to nail some of these things to the cross because we're getting ready to run. So key number three is shaking off the dust. Key number four, I want to read from Ephesians 6 verse 14. And it says this, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And go and buy brand new running shoes so your feet will be fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Does yours not say that? My, my Bible, say, anyone, does anyone else say that? This, well, mine says it's time to buy new shoes. <laughs> Giving you permission this morning, go and buy the shoes. It is time to buy new shoes to get ready to run with what God has already placed in you and what he is going to increase in release upon you. Who remembers me sharing a little while ago about running? Give me a wave if you... Yes, (laughs) I shared a little while ago how I said I'm not a runner. 
And um, it's one thing I've always said all through school, you know, everyone else can do the running around and the sports. You know, I was in the art studio doing my art. I'm like, I'm not a runner. And the Holy Spirit in this last season has been dealing with me with the things I speak over my life. Karen, what are you speaking over yourself? You know, sometimes we wait for someone else to come and tell us who loves a prophetic word, <laughs> who loves when, when they just get called out and, and the Lord just sovereignly speaks. And I'm like, I want that every day, Jesus, to send someone, say something more. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes he actually says to us, it's not about what someone else speaks, it's about what you speak over yourself. And I have learned over the years that I can be rejected, I can be criticized, I can be judged for being a woman in ministry. I can be misunderstood for carrying the Spirit. I can have all sorts of things go on in my life, but what ultimately matters is what I believe. It actually doesn't really matter what anyone else believes because that won't stop what's happening in my life, but what I believe about me will hinder me. If I believe that I'm not capable, if I believe that I'm not strong enough, if I believe all these things, my beliefs will limit me. So what we speak over ourselves is really powerful. And God began challenging me on the things I would speak over my life. And this one little thing, super spiritual, I know, I'm not a runner. Of all the things he could highlight, God's just like, you know, let's, let's touch this one. <laughs> I am not a runner. And I'm like, you know what? But I can be. I can be if I want to be. And I actually took that and I actually began running with a couple of my friends. And now we have a little running group going on and it's so much fun. Everyone doing their own thing, their own way, their own distance. We have 1K people up to 20K people. And I'm posting that I'm dying in the middle of my runs. If anyone's ever run, it's like dying. It really is. My goodness. And it's a miracle when you get to the other end. It's like I survived. I'm still alive. Whew. The fact that you even go back and do it again is a miracle too. But I've learned a few things through running. I have learned, number one, not to take my dog. I learned that the hard way. The zigzagging from the tree to the bush. And then we live on some property and we do have a lot of kangaroos. So he'll then be zigzagging and then he'll dive for a kangaroo and I'm on the other end of the lead. And it's not, it's not fun. So I have learned don't take the dog, which he's very disappointed about, but that's okay. And I've also learned that it is not possible to look pretty while you run at all. You are huffing, you are puffing, you are panting, you are sweating, you are absolutely dragging your feet up the hill. Don't even try. Don't even try. <laughs> but I've also learned that not all shoes are created for running. I have not, you, I have not tried running in high heels. You're happy, you're happy to know. I have not tried that. But not all shoes are created for running. And I've actually learned that my walking shoes are not good running shoes. And I'm here this morning to tell you, go and buy the shoes. Go and buy new shoes to get ready to run in what God has for your life. I got fitted this week for new shoes. Shoes that support my feet and my knees and my ankles. Proper running shoes. I'm excited. But you know what? The shoes that God gives you are going to be different to the shoes of the person next to you. He's going to give you shoes that look like you. He's going to give you shoes that fit you. Some of us need wide shoes. Some need narrow shoes. Some need supportive shoes. Some need long shoes. Some need short shoes. But we all need the shoes that God has for us. You can turn to your friend and say, I'm sorry you can't have my shoes. 
You have to go get your own shoes. It's time for new shoes, key four. It's time to put on what God's already given you and placed in your life and get ready to run. He is preparing us for something incredible. And now is the time to get fitted for new shoes. And I want to share key number five. And this is the one that I love out of all of, I love them all. I love all the keys, Jesus. I love them all. I love them all, Holy Spirit. But this one really is close to my heart. And key number five for unlocking the next level in our life is it's time to get comfy in the closet. (laughs) It's time to get comfy in a prayer closet. It's time to get comfy in his presence again. It's time to come on into that place where we begin to get comfortable in leaning into his presence. Because running requires resting, it requires filling, it requires refreshing. And we need to get comfortable in that place where we lean in and we rest and we receive. So that when he sends us to run, that we are full and overflowing with who he is. Because the world actually doesn't need more of me. The world doesn't actually need more of who we are in and of ourselves. The world needs more of who he is. The world needs more of heaven. And you are actually the gateway of heaven. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Son of God lives inside you. You are the very gateway of heaven. Your life is a manifestation of heaven here on earth. And when we become really comfy in that secret place and and we get comfy again leaning into his presence, he changes us. He fills us. He surrounds us. We get excited because he's excited. We get filled with joy because he's filled with joy. We come alive because he is life. But we need to learn to lean on into that place again and sit still for long enough so that he can actually come and place his hand on our life. He said to the disciples in in the book of Acts, when Jesus rose again and he said, go and tarry in Jerusalem and wait until you are clothed with power from on high. There is something about perseverance and waiting and not giving up that really touches the heart of God. There is something about pressing through and there's something about waiting And if you are still here today, I am here to congratulate you and say, well done, well done. Because he is about to pour out something significant. And it may have been long and it may have been hard and it may have been a challenging season. But there has been testing and trial and strengthening and deepening happening in your life. Far beyond what you can see or comprehend or understand. And he's not finished yet. He's not finished with you yet. I don't mind if you're six or I don't mind whether you're 20, 60, 70, 80. He's not done. He's not finished. He has more. He has more. And this is something that is for the entire body of Christ. It is not for one or two. It is not for leaders out there somewhere. This is for you. He has next level releasing for your life because what he has placed upon you and what is coming upon you is greater than you could dream comprehend or imagine. So I want you to stand with me this morning, please. And I invite the worship team to come up this morning.
And Lord, we want to thank you this morning that you are releasing an invitation into our hearts and into our lives. Oh, Father, we want to thank you that you see everything and that you know it all. And that by your grace and by your love, that you are leading us from the valley into victory. That you have decreed it over our lives. In fact, you've prepared the table before us. And you are inviting us to come and feast with you. Father, we want to thank you that you know things and see things far before we do. And Father, I thank you that you have incredible things planned for us. And we have the privilege of partnering with you in this season for an increase and an outpouring of all that you're doing. And Lord, we want to ask you to come and do in us what you need to do in us to prepare us. that you would breathe upon our lives, that you would touch our hearts, that you would stir our spirit, that you would strengthen us, empower us, that you would build our faith like never before. Oh, Lord, that you would come by your spirit and you would breathe upon your precious bride. Take us, Lord, just as we are. Take us. Use us, God, exactly as we are. Use us. Turn our weaknesses into your glorious strength. Take our brokenness and make it something beautiful. And we say yes to you, Lord. We say yes. We say yes. Yeah. We were at conference this week and we had the privilege of meeting together with hundreds of, of pastors around South Australia and, and we heard Pastor Steve Penny preach and, and he released a word over the body of Christ for this coming year and, and he asked the Lord every year for a word, a, a heavenly word upon the body of Christ and the words that he has had up until now are, Words of trial and words of challenge and words of shaking and awakening. And, and the word that God gave him for this year is supernatural intervention. He's stirring it. He's coming. He's releasing. <laughs> and this is for you. Do you know there's more in you right now than you even comprehend or imagine? You might feel like you can't or you might feel like it's not, I'm not able. But, you know, some things might be in seed form in your life, but there is so much in you. You have the power to move mountains. You do. You are more incredible, capable and able than you even understand or comprehend. And it's time that we begin cheering one another on and bringing that out because we need you. We need what's in you. We need each other as the body. We need the hands and the feet and the ligaments. We need the eyes and the ears. We need every part. Because you see, Jesus is returning for His bride. And He is returning for a glorious bride. He's returning for you. He died for you and He's coming back for you. 
So, Father, we say this morning, we say whatever you want to do in us, come and do it. But, Lord, we ask that you would come by your Spirit and that you would take us and fill us, stir us and transform us. Lord, that you would take us from the valley and release victory into our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the supernatural interventions that are coming. We thank you, Lord, for your promises that are being birthed. We thank you, Lord, for the weakness that is being turned into supernatural strength because it's who you are. It's who you are. Yeah, it's who you are.